Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Certainly some of the policies he's implemented would be the kind you'd expect from a communist government, like his censorship bill, which would allow the CRTC to control what Canadians see and say on the Internet. He passed uh, the Emergencies Act to allow the uh, authorities to look into people, freeze people's bank accounts. Um, so he has a long track record of supporting these kinds of authoritarian actions against our freedoms. So that had to do with Mr. Polyev challenging Mr. Trudeau's approach to uh, Beijing, to China, and uh, as China continues its interference in this country. I mean, I don't think they've just shut everything down in the last few days and said, well, they're on to us now. We'd better stop. And there have been developments uh, this week or this past week, you know, in, uh, in Parliament, the Parliamentary Committees, the PROC Committee, Procedure and House Public Affairs Committee, and the Ethics Committee. Both of them, both of them want to have Katie Telford, to the uh, Chief of Staff of Mr. Trudeau, testify. The Liberals are filibustering whenever it gets to that point, and uh, they won't let it come to a vote. But they have, at least Proc has, uh, passed a motion for a public inquiry, and the prime minister has said, no, we don't need a public inquiry, but we will put in place a rapporteur, and if the rapporteur says a public inquiry is required, then probably we'll do it. I'm paraphrasing Mr. Trudeau, of course, because he won't talk to me. I can't quote him in a conversation with me, because that has not happened in all the years he's been either the leader of the Liberal Party or the prime minister. No other prime minister since I've been in radio has refused, has avoided, has circumvented being on the air with me. But this prime minister has and does. But we have Sam Cooper. And you know that I'm a huge fan of Mr. Cooper's investigative journalist at uh, Global News. Willful Blindness is Sam's book, which is just an absolutely stunning read. And... Um, you just you can't put the book down, Willful Blindness, How a Network of Narcos, Tycoons, and CCP Agents Infiltrated the West. How are you, Sam? I'm fine, Roy. Thanks for having me. It's always great to have you on the show. Thanks for giving us of your Sunday. Um, the developments this week in the China interference in Canada elections issue include your global news story, and it was an amazing read. Two high-level memos allege Beijing covertly funded Canadian election candidates uh, intelligence warnings, Chinese government officials were funneling money to Canadian political candidates. Can you, can you uh, bring us up to date on that? Yes, Roy, as you, as you know, we've been breaking uh, exclusive stories since last November, sometimes citing uh, intelligence sources with awareness of these investigations into uh, interference in 2019 and 2021 from Chinese intelligence officials in Toronto. What we could do in this most recent report is cite actual documents, as you say, high-level documents uh, prepared for, for and provided for senior Trudeau government officials. And uh, the, the, the most uh, stunning allegation really that, that uh, in, in my assessment, underwrites a lot of uh, the reporting and really boils down and summarizes what a hundred CSIS investigations uh, reported up to the Privy Council office, which is the uh, office that is mandated to warn our prime minister about serious national, national security issues. I'll read you the quote, Roy, that, uh, that I'm talking about. Quote, a large clandestine transfer of funds 
earmarked for the federal election from the People's Republic of China consulate in Toronto was transferred to an elected provincial government official via a staff member of a 2019 federal candidate. This January, end quote, the January 22 report for our prime minister and his top aides and ministers says. So what does that mean? Uh, this, this, uh, the Privy Council office doesn't report uh, statements like that uh, loosely. This is, again, uh, the document I reviewed said intelligence boiled down from 100 thesis reports, a number of them, according to sources with awareness, focusing on this Toronto election interference network. So that documentation, uh, again, this is what we call in investigative journalism, something that points towards, you know, when did the Trudeau government know and what did they know about election interference? This document says they were told China transferred funds into an election interference network and a provincial government official allegedly is an intermediary in the transaction. So I'll stop there. But uh, I, and every time I read that quote that I reviewed, Roy, I can't, uh, I can't, I, I almost can't fathom how explosive the information is. You know, as you were speaking, Sam, I thought, I wonder how Sam feels when he's reading these reports, when these things, when these reports arrive in front of you and you're reading it. It must be stunning to look at and see what's going on and what's been going on and how uh, developed this network is and this methodology of interfering in our in our domestic affairs, including our federal elections in Canada, must be absolutely mind-boggling. It's, it's mind-boggling, and Roy, I, I, I'm kind of happy that you put it that way, because it, it is weighty stuff, but it, it doesn't come lightly, and it doesn't come by accident. You know, uh, the people that I've been in contact with realize that I wrote a book on this subject. They, as I uh, was, uh, are alarmed that organized crime is is deeply connected to these operations, whether we're talking about police stations, uh, whether we're talking about clandestine cash transfers, whether we're talking about underground casinos, which may be used to uh, in ways by Chinese intelligence and organized crime to associate with Canadian politicians. Roy, this information that I, I have reported on recently, and now we've seen the Globe and Mail, uh, also some stunning reports, uh, came to me because I've been studying this file uh, for years, and not, not this file alone. <laughs> I, I look at many different countries and issues, but I, I and others have come to the assessment that China poses the greatest threat uh, to Canada's national security. Yeah, and you know, Sam, uh, we're so grateful to have you, so we're so lucky to have you, that you have this credibility with people, and they will, and they trust you, and they know they can trust you, and they provide you with the information that you then share with us. And as I'm reading your information or, or watching you and uh, hearing you speak, I, ha I always have the same thought. For any government to have the temerity to stand up and say, we didn't know. It's, it's absolutely stunning to me because if you, if you have all of this in front of you and you're showing them this is what I, what I have, and they're saying we didn't know, then I don't want to be rude here, but they have to be unbelievably stupid. Um, you, you, you can't have this kind of information. Uh, you can't have these things happening in your country. And if you're the government that's, that's running the country, managing the affairs of the people of the country, it's your responsibility to know. 
And yet here we are, and we're, we are where we are. I mean, that's such a, <laughs> it's such a throwaway phrase, but it's, but it's true. Um, so, so the question, Sam, really does become again, what did the feds know uh, about this? And how seriously did the Trudeau government treat the warnings? And, and when did they know? That's that comes back to those questions, doesn't it? It does. And a process of our reporting has been uh, tracking back the memos, uh, the warnings and what sources say about repeated high level briefings to uh, the prime minister's office's senior aides. Roy, we reported on a, a two, 2017 memo that was requested, according to the document I reviewed by the prime minister's chief aide, Katie Telford. And again, this this memo prepared for the prime minister in uh, it is the headline of it, uh, according to the memo I reviewed. It again, this this document said that China. Uh, it's well known that China Chinese espionage targets Canadian politicians and bureaucrats. Uh, China is supporting Canadians running for office. Many different allegations in that 2017 memo that are very supportive of all this other intelligence I'm reporting on, and. Uh, 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 that story that I'm talking about had a quote, essentially, from an official that said, oh, I, I'll read it. I have it here. Quote, the floodgates have been opened in the last five years. There has been ample evidence placed in front of the Liberal Party of Canada, and they have done essentially nothing. End quote. So this would be from a person uh, that, that we could call a patriot of Canada that is very concerned, as many are in Canadian intelligence, about what will happen in future elections. And you, you, you raised a good question. You know, if intelligence is in front of this government, why don't they act on it? Roy, uh, if you're following, you know, the commentary, some people are pushing back and saying, hey, this is intelligence. It's not proven in court. Uh, fair enough. But there are a number of issues there. I mean, our international allies would say that if Canada took three years of heel dragging to, to put a ban on Huawei 5G, while our other allies went ahead and, and made a... Uh, you know, new intelligence sharing partnerships between themselves that excluded Canada. Any way you look at it, Canada is not paying attention in a timely way to the same intelligence that our allies are. That's just very clear. Yeah. And and just thinking about the two scientists with ties to China who were escorted, Sam, from the Winnipeg Biosecurity Lab almost four years ago, but we still have no report from the RCMP as the Mounties continue their investigation. Four years just seems like a very long time for this investigation to continue. You just run up against these particular situations, one after another after another, as you follow this, uh, this, this bouncing ball, as it were, and your reporting is absolutely, well, I've said it so many times, you know I'm a big fan, is absolutely stellar. Um, Sam, there was another story this week about the Ontario PC MPP, Vincent K, who stepped away from the Doug Ford government Sitting as an independent after intelligence reports suggested that Mr. Ko was involved with an election interference network in Canada directed by China's consulate in Toronto. So here we are again, the, the, the consulate in Toronto back in the, in the picture. What was going on between the consulate in Toronto and the election candidates that Beijing approved? The, the intelligence we reported on, and in this case, refers again directly to that quote I, I, I mentioned about the, the consulate transferred a, a large, significant transfer of funds to interfere in the 2019 election to, quote, an elected provincial government official via a staff member of a 2019 federal candidate. 
also sources with knowledge of this intelligence and investigation say that Mr. Kut allegedly is the official that uh, received about $50,000 from the consulate. But before that, uh, a, a community network allegedly involving a pro-Beijing uh, Toronto businessman was uh, another middleman or intermediary that received in one transfer about 250000 provided those funds to the 2019 federal candidate staff member, who then allegedly transferred 50000 to Mr. Ku as part of this election interference. Now, Roy, uh, we need to say Mr. Ku strongly denies the allegations. His lawyer, uh, a former Doug Ford uh, lawyer named Gavin Tai, uh, has, has called uh, the allegations in our report defamatory and false. So uh, we are waiting uh, uh, to hear more from this group. But uh, we have the intelligence sources that say Mr. Ku is uh, a middleman in these alleged transactions. And uh, the, what happened to these funds, again, uh, we, we do not know. But according to the documents and intelligence, this large transfer occurred. And you asked what was going on. It's very important to stress that a number of intelligence documents we have, uh, we have reported on say that China's interference networks involve uh, a wide range of actors, key being intelligence officials in Chinese consulates in Canada, and then purported community leaders who are used as uh, fronts or insulation proxies to obscure the flow of funds and communication to the candidates which Beijing favors or wants to use in their schemes. And another very important part is so-called, uh, or rather, quote, co-opted political staff who uh, act as intermediaries with funds, act as uh, purveyors of information to and from the candidates back and forth to the consulate officials. So allegedly, according to CSIS, this is how China's very sophisticated interference works. And Roy, a key point here, there's no party lines for Beijing. They are targeting candidates at all levels of government, in all parties, uh, seeking to use Canada's politicians to their ends. They don't care if you're liberal, conservative, NDP, or another party. My intelligence, uh, my sources, my documents say all politicians, all parties, all levels are targeted. I'm amazed that you're able to keep all of this um, so ordered, Sam, and that you can describe to us uh, sequentially, uh, in, in, as you do, what the situation is like and what's going on. So where do we stand? Let me ask you the the, the layperson's question here, even though I'm, I'm not, but it's, it's the question that I need answered for my, for my own sake. Where do we stand now on this entire investigation? Where are we? Well, uh, uh, where we stand for Ottawa is, uh, Roy, we identified in our November 7th, 2022 first report that started breaking these stories. Canada lacks uh, measures such as a foreign agent registry. And in, indeed, uh, Kenny Chu, who you've had on your show, was attacked allegedly in Chinese intelligence operations in 2021 for suggesting a foreign agent registry. Now we have the government stepping forward saying they are now consulting the public, and uh, according to my sources, look, uh, the public safety and the Department of Justice already has this law ready to go. So I think that you can put take that to the bank. We will have a registry. Uh, 
many more laws are needed that, that our allies in Australia and the United Kingdom, United States uh, have on this, uh, this uh, matter, which let's stress again, this is not about the nation. Uh, this is not about Chinese people. It's about the Chinese Communist Party. Also, Russia, Iran, other countries very active in Canada's democracy. We know this. Where does my investigation go or global news? Uh, this is a developing story with, uh, with how uh, Premier Doug Ford and his government will respond to these serious allegations. We've already seen some movement there. There are other people surrounding, or at least one person surrounding Mr. Cook that, uh, that, that we continue to uh, investigate uh, in terms of this alleged transaction. There are uh, at least 11 MPs uh, allegedly involved in the 2019 Toronto area, uh, you know, schemes. And Roy, my, my sourcing and my colleagues sourcing is this is politicians, many across Canada, implicated specifically in China's interference, uh, some of them winning, uh, many probably unwitting. Right. So, you know, uh, it's not just our investigations. Canada needs an education program yeah. for our political system, recognizing when foreign powers are are using or donating with strings attached Sam, to our politicians. I, I have to thank you. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the program as frequently as you do and informing us of what's going on uh, as only you can. You and Global News are doing incredible work. And this is what Canadians need to know about, and you're providing the information. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.